What's in the queue? 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 Hey, go ahead. Oh my god, hi. Hi. Is this two weeks in a row? Yeah. Yeah. Technically, this is two days in a row. Yes. And I am regretting some of our life choices from last night. Uh, no, no regrets. But I, I'm, I, well, considering now I sound like I smoked a pack of Marlboros last night. <laughs> yeah. Wait, is that what I sound like? Yeah. <sighs> we had fun. We did, okay. We did have fun. I, I'm still really surprised that none of us got the big black dick card. In uh, Cards Against Humanity. Like, that's my goal is to bring that card out. Yeah. And none of us had it. No. No. (sighs) Another time. Another, another time. Another time. Yeah. How you been? Great. How how was your week? (laughs) There was a week? I I don't know. It felt like a prison sentence. Oh, I have been seeing a lot of memes about uh, we made it through the year of January. Yes. Um, so that's good. I definitely agree with that. You know, I'd never I'd never really thought about it until my kid was out of school for snow days for a week straight. And I'm like, oh, that's what they're talking about. Yeah. That's what Bing Crosby was talking about in that one song. You know, <laughs> mom and dad can hardly wait for school to start again. Yeah, no, okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah there it. was one that was like, you think you like your kids until you have four <laughs> snow days in a row. <laughs> My kid's teacher, uh, you know, she sent out nightly emails saying, um, well, you know, we didn't have school again today, so I already have tomorrow's lessons planned up for your e-learning makeup. You know, just get it done, Mm -hmm. you know, whenever. And finally, by by the Friday, by the fourth straight day of snow day, she's like, I have four children who are between elementary and high school ages, and they have e-learning too, so I'm just going to put up a couple hours of work for the kids. The kids have done great this week. They don't really need to do a lot more. It's fine. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. I'm like, I, I could just, I could hear yeah. the Chardonnay in her email. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Or uh, the, the need of a Chardonnay yeah. in her email. We were just discussing that teachers need to be paid more. Like, uh, uh, we were going, uh, you know, we were going back and forth against all these different arguments of how much football players get paid, you know, mm. considering this is Super Bowl Sunday. We are recording this on Super Bowl Sunday. It'll be the week after. Yeah. But, um, you know, and, and military and then teachers and, you know. Yeah. And I said, yeah, I love the argument of teachers don't need to get paid more because they get summers off. <laughs> no. False, false, and false. They usually have to get jobs during the summer because their teacher's salary sucks. Yeah. And like the saying is, you know, you don't go to be a teacher because of the pay. You go because you actually want to teach people. Yeah. And you're with our kids eight hours a day for 12 years. I salute you. Yeah. Yeah. Please take more of my tax dollars for your budgets. Yeah. Thank you. I don't want you to have to keep buying Crayolas. Okay? Yeah. I always buy extra supplies. I do, and like inevitably, the teachers will make a little uh, like post-it note mm-hmm. thing that you can take on back to school night. Like I'm like, hey, just give me like six of them. I'm going to Costco this week. Yeah, you know, email yeah. or periodically, hey, I'm making a Costco run. What do you need? Yeah, <laughs> uh, I just I I stock up, especially I'll get the big packs of like the Clorox oh wipes God, and yeah. stuff, and I'm like, here's your whole stack of yeah. tissues, and I I got like six extra things of crayons and markers, yeah. and like just here. <laughs> 
Just all of it. Here. Yeah, dry erase markers. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it, I mean, it is kind of nice because the kids are going away from using paper all the time. So they're, mm-hmm. they're you know, they're using a lot more dry erase markers. I'm, like, oh, okay, that's I'm good. currently using my kid's notebook that got sent home over oh, Christmas yeah, over break. Oh, the writing notebooks yeah. that they have now? Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. You might want to take this particular documentary's notes. They don't have to take it back. Out there. Oh, okay. Like, they're cool. done with it. Well, because... The documentary that you brought to the table tonight <laughs> is not appropriate for please, children. Please, no, and like every once in a while, my kid will come in while I'm watching a Ugh. documentary, and she can watch a little bit, like because she's apparently no longer scared of aliens or ghosts, which is cool. Nice. Neat. Um, but this documentary, "Abducted in Plain Sight" mm-hmm. on Netflix, is just, whoo, no, wow, wow. She asked for a rundown. I gave her a. A very age-appropriate sanitized yeah. version. And she's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, my kids made this hour and 30-minute documentary take... six-hour watch? Uh, yeah, basically. <laughs> they're like, when are you going to... And I'm like, if you let me watch it, I'll be able to come hang out with you. Yes. But no. No. Uh, yeah, so this is What's in the Queue. With Krishan and Emily. That is us. We are in a delightful closet in Indiana. Yeah. It's um, no longer Sub-Zero. No. I went out without a coat on today because it was kind of nice. I did as well. It was 60 degrees warmer today than it was a few days ago, so that's yes. nice. Yes. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, so we are going to talk about Abducted in Plain Sight, a 2017 doc. Uh, true kind... <laughs> true crime documentary. Uh, uh, <laughs> it talks about... Um, a family who falls prey to the manipulative charms of a neighbor who abducts their adolescent daughter twice. Yes, that's right, folks. Twice. Yeah. Um, so, the uh, we normally don't do a lot of external research mm-hmm. for this. Um, because this documentary disgusted me so much Yo. the first time I watched it, I didn't want to watch it again to take notes. Yeah. I didn't want it in my brain anymore. Yeah. I didn't want to look at this man's face anymore. Nah. So I tried to do, like, I tried to find a Cliff Notes rundown Wikipedia entry of the the events yeah. of the doc. They don't have that up there yet. No. Probably because nobody wants to read it. No. Um, but I did stumble across an interview with the director oh. who had a lot of good information that I would like to pepper in yes. as we go on. But the author... Of the of this uh, Vice article, Jamie Lee Curtis Tate, I love her name. Wow. Um. Th- she uh she listed a, a partial list of things that she screamed during the ninety minute runtime. Uh, why? Yeah. Uh oh God no I can't even read this list off because it's all spoilers. <laughs> oh my God I'll read the list <laughs> when we're done. JK. Uh, well so. I had stumbled upon this documentary while I was taking notes, like getting ready to take notes for our last one. Okay. And so I wrote it down. I was like, I got to tell Emily because abducted in plain sight. That sounds fun. Um, And then I get about a Wednesday-ish text message in all caps. Yep. Oh my God. What is even happening? Is this even real? Blah, 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 blah. It it was one of those... I'm 20 minutes into this. What the fuck am I watching? And I'm asking you this because yeah. I was under the impression that you, the queen of Netflix, yeah. had already seen this documentary, had no. watched it all, had seen everything. 
No. 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 I, no. I thought you were ready for my hot takes. You weren't ready for my yeah. hot takes. No. So I proceeded to right then start watching it with another friend of mine. And we literally spent the whole time going, what? What? No. Stop. Oh, my God. Why? I mean, I the yeah. listening audience cannot see this, but the first notes that I have are just all caps. Ew. 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 Yeah. It's it's a it's a whole lot of messed up. <gasps> so our cast of characters in this true crime documentary uh, mostly center around uh, Jan Borger. No, Broberg. Bro. The, the Broberg. Bro- the Brobergs and the Birchtolts. Berktol- Birchtolts. Two Utah families. Uh, they both belong to the same uh, Latter-day Saints church, uh-huh. which means they are Mormon, which as our previous podcast about, um, oh, what was yeah. uh, uh, Joyce? No, Joy, yeah. what was her name? Don't know. God, the one woman that abducted her Mormon boyfriend. Yeah. I'm assuming these people have the underwear. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Okay. The magic Mormon underwear. Uh, yeah. Um, so... This starts off with a disgusting uh, voice recording of Bob Birchtold um, describing uh, his love and joy at finding Jan. I can't even say it. What's wrong with my mouth today? I think Bob's Burgers, but yeah. Broberg. I can't do it. Broberg. 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 Jan, from now on. Jan B. Oh, but that's going to get confusing because he's B. Birchtold. Yeah. He's BB. There's a lot of bees, guys. There's a lot of bees. So, you know, from all accounts from uh, Jan, her sister Karen, and her sister Susan, from Marianne, the mother, and from Bob, the dad, um, just normal, loving, happy-go-lucky, everyone was cool, and having a good time being uh, Latter-day Saints. Yeah. Um, and then they meet Bob Birchtold, who they refer to as B. Yes. Um, and so we will. We to... Henceforth, Bob Birchtold is B. Yes. Uh, because Bob and Bob, that's a lot of, that's a lot of Bobs. Um, he, <laughs> he comes into their life in 1972. Um, they recognized him at church as a new family and just instant friendship, besties. I, I wrote down best friend families. Yes. BFFs. Yes. Um, they, B and his wife, they had three kids, uh, five kids, and um, Marianne and Bob had three kids. So everybody had a friend. Everybody was doing great. Just awesome. Um, B would take the kids to school in the morning. Um, he would be coming over every day. He was he was the fun dad. He yeah. was the one that would play. Uh, I almost said video games. Would play like board games and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Put puzzles together. Yeah. Spin the girls around, having a great time. Right. Then Marianne and Bob started noticing that B paid a lot more attention to Jan, and he referred to her as Dolly. And I wrote barf. Oh, I also wrote ew again. <laughs> um, and, and a quote from B is, no man could love any woman more. <gasps> That's him referring to 12-year-old Jan. Was she even 12 at that time? I Probably not. I think when not. this whole thing started, she was about 11. I think yeah. when the families first got together, she was 11. Yeah. Um, this... Oh, uh, <laughs> wait. One more quote from yes. Marianne. His fascination was a little disturbing. Now, 
If you notice a grown man paying particular attention to your 11-year-old daughter to the point where you notice his fascination was a little disturbing, those are warning signs. Just red flags. Throw Throwing. Go ahead. So the way this documentary is organized... We've already told you there are two kidnappings. Mm-hmm. So you have before the first kidnapping, after the first kidnapping, mm-hmm. then you get Jan's side of the kidnapping. Yeah. Okay. So the first kidnapping, October 17th, 1974, which is technically nine years before my birthday. Excellent. Yeah, sure. You know, it's not really related <laughs> to anything, but I do like to make everything in this podcast about I me. do like noticing when things happen in the year of my birth yeah. or the month of my birth, yeah. especially my day. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I always like, oh, take this, note. This kidnapping is a Libra. Yeah. <laughs> so, B calls Marianne and is like, hey, I want to take Jan horseback riding. Just Jan. Just Jan. Not your other two children. Not my other five children. Just Jan. Um, And... Marianne's like, well, I mean, I don't know. It's like a school night. And of course, Jan's like, um, horseback riding? Yes, please. Yeah. Uh, so B's like, well, you know what? I'll pick her up from her piano lessons. You want to do that? We'll go horseback riding and I'll have her home. Uh, I'll have her home before, before Bob's home. Mm-hmm. It'll be fine. Okay. So. God. Uh, B, uh, takes Jan, quote unquote, horseback riding, but as soon as she gets in the car, he makes sure to give her her allergy pill because she's going to be around the horses. Right. Immediately, Jan blacks out. Yeah. Um, and so uh, by 9 p.m., Jan's still not home, um, and B's wife comes to Marianne and she's like I'm really worried they're not back yet and uh, Marianne's like well let's call the cops and Gail B's wife's like oh, no, no, no 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 we don't have to call the cops yet yeah I'm sure it's fine yeah everything's fine yeah I don't even know why I'm here everything's yeah. fine fast forward to two days later that their 12 year old daughter's been missing it's a Saturday now <sighs> so they call the FBI and the F- at this time the FBI's like uh, guys, it's the weekend. Uh, this is an emergency. <laughs> Call this other office in Butte. I love the FBI <laughs> having an answering machine for the weekend. Oh, <laughs> uh, so, so 70s. I love it. This documentary is so 70s. So, did, did yeah. everything just change after the 70s? Is that, yeah. is that when, yeah. is that when, like, the They were like, wait, wait, wait. Maybe we should, like, Maybe actually be responsible. Maybe people aren't trustworthy. Yeah. Um. <laughs> So, you know, she doesn't want to, she doesn't want to make a fuss and, and worry all these people. So if they're not back by Sunday, we'll call Sunday. No, no, we'll, we'll call Monday. Because, yeah. you know, then everyone will be back in the office. Yeah. So by this time, Jan is now missing for five days when they get a hold of Pete Welsh from the FBI. Um, I love this dude. He is adorable. He was the lead agent in charge for this case. And, and the he, only one with a brain. Uh, Yeah. He's like, um, so your daughter's been kidnapped. They're like, no, 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 no. Our best friend just took her out horseback riding and we just haven't heard from them in five days. <laughs> right. So again, your daughter's been kidnapped. No, 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 seriously. Your daughter has been kidnapped. Well, maybe. I mean, no. Wait, there's a thing called kidnapping? There's a thing called pedophilia what yeah and even even uh uh welsh at this time was like i mean you know they taught us about stranger danger but like the whole concept of a 
pedophile, like mm-hmm. a person who would seek out a child for sexual pleasure, like that didn't cross our minds. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. So they, uh, well, first of all, uh, B's wife was like, oh, well, we have an RV. It's in a storage. And so they go, oh, look, the RV's missing from the storage. Weird. Hmm. Then they find the car um, that B and Jan were last seen in. Uh, the window is broken from the inside um, with lots of blood strategically placed, uh, making it look like they were taken. They quickly noticed that there was tire tracks resembling what an RV would leave in one set of footprints. Just like Jesus on the beach. Yes. <laughs> um, so they pretty much assumed that he tried to make it look like they were taken and he carried Jan, put her in the RV, and they took off in the RV. Uh, it's at this point in the documentary where we meet uh, B's brother, uh, Joe. Uh, Joe Birchtold. <sighs> Joe doesn't seem like that much of a quality dude either, watching it for the second time. No. Well, Because no. he's very like, yeah. yeah my- so B, you know, raped my sister. Uh, definitely had a thing for little girls. Yeah. He's a pedophile. Yeah, I, kn- I knew he was a pedophile. Right. Bro. 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 Um, so, um... Let's see. Do, 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 okay. Do, do, do. Oh, so now we're going to flash back. Yes, we need to flash back two years before the um, kidnapping slash horseback riding uh, RV trip. Mm-hmm. Uh, we need to talk about all the grooming. Yeah. So, uh, basically, B's plan all along was to separate Jan from the rest of the family. Isolate. Isolate. Yep. Um, and how he had to do that is he had to make sure the parents fully trusted him and maybe tack on a little bit of blackmail for future reasons. Oh, what kind of blackmail, Krishana? Um, so like first he, uh, set his sights on Marianne. Uh, sure. It started with, hey, I, I can't uh, leave for lunch. Could you bring me a sandwich to work? Sure. Sure thing, man, that's not my husband. That's yeah. Fine. Yeah. Why didn't you call your own wife? Uh, whatever. So, you know, they get to talk and she, Marianne says a few times she stayed a little too long. Yep. Um, and they got a little carried away. That I mean, listen, the, the actor that they had reenacting yeah. Birch told yeah. was definitely 70s hot. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, I get it. The real B, bleh. In the picture, yeah, in the in the real pictures. But also, like Marianne says, she'd been married for, what, 12, 13 years by that mm-hmm. time. Wasn't maybe getting some of this positive, right. you know, attention she at was, home. She said that B was exciting in ways that Bob wasn't. And I was like, oh, poor Bob. <sighs> We'll talk about... We, need, we do need to talk about Bob at the end, because there's some bad news about Bob. We'll get to there. No. Um, <laughs> no, so, I don't want to talk about it! In addition to some extended time spent with Marianne, mm-hmm. um, one day, B calls up Bob, um, and you know, they're both businessmen, and and, and uh, Bob owned a, f- a floral shop, and, and B owned a furniture shop, and B's like, ugh, I'm so frustrated, we need to get out of here. Let's go for a drive. Go for a drive. B's like, yeah, I'm not satisfied with my wife. And I got this dick here. And it's hard. And I don't I don't know what to do with it. You want to help me out? <laughs> and Bob's like, I mean, well, like, no, but 
like, okay? <laughs> it, it, it takes... Okay, the level of narcissistic sociopathy that it takes to just pull your dick out and be like, well, you're going to take care of this, right? Yeah. <gasps> and here, here's some things. Did it literally go like that? Was he like, I'm not satisfied. I got a boner. You know, take care it's, of it. It's and then play, right, Bob? Bob was like, okay. Or was there prior grooming that no, Bob felt like he was, shouldn't disclose at this point? There was... We need to talk about that at the end of the at the end of the episode okay. too. The, listen, B. Birchtold is a groomer. He yeah. grooms people to do the things that he wants them to do. Yeah. So yeah. And it works really, really well if you're the most naive couple in the world. Yes. It, it, that and that that is key to everything else that we're about to tell you. Yes. Like, they um, just didn't think people would. Mean. Yes. Also, in this past realm that we are in this in seventy two ish, um, Jan and her sister Susie, I think Susan, uh, shared a room in the basement. So B started the grooming and the isolation by like, wouldn't you girls like your own rooms? So he built a wall between their you know mm-hmm. beds to create two rooms. Um, he also was going through therapy sessions. Now, listening audience, I, I'm pretty sure you could feel the air quotes that Krishana put around the word therapy. Because, yeah. damn, those are some heavy air quotes needed. Yeah. Uh, apparently, a part of his therapy was that he needed to go and lay down in the bed with Jan Four nights a week for, for six, six months. months. This was church-appointed counseling sent him to a, again, very heavy air quotes, psychologist <laughs> in California that was like, here, here's some tapes of you being uh, fondled, basically, mm-hmm. by the object of your desire. Mm-hmm. Um, so go lay down next to a young girl and get over those feelings. Yeah. And they just said, okay. They were like, we, we acknowledged it was a little weird. We didn't really like it, but it was part of his therapy. And we trusted him. Again, if a grown man is asking. I, a grown adult. We don't need, like, yeah. just if an adult. A grown person. Wants to lay down with your littles. Yeah. The answer is no. Always no, forever, ever, 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 ever no. No. It's just no. 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 Um, oh, God. We, we okay. Don't, we don't even... Can we... I, I, I want to breeze through a lot of the rest of the grooming because it... Well, it's I, I want to jump forward back to uh, Jan's version of what happened when yeah, she left to go horseback Because I don't want to talk ride. about what happened to her on the trampoline with the underwear. No. Um, it, a lot of really messed up shit happened. Okay. So... Now we are back to the point where uh, Jan is going horseback riding. Right. So she remembers, obviously, getting in the car with B and B saying, oh, here's your allergy pill. And then pretty much right after that, she went sleepy night night. Um, she had a couple of flashes of kind of waking up here and there. Um, 
But eventually she starts waking up. Um, she doesn't know where she is. Her um, wrists and ankles are strapped to a bed. Um, next, she starts hearing a distorted voice coming from a white box. And the voices are saying that they are Zeta and Zethra. They are alien beings who uh, they inform her that she is part alien. Um, her mother is her human mother, but her father is an alien being. Um, and her, her dad, Bob, um, you know, is basically like Joseph uh, in the story of Christ. Um, so her mission is to have a child by the age of 16 to save the alien planet. Uh, and she needed that human companion to make that happen because her her chosen human companion was also part alien. Uh, and if she did not, the backup plan was her youngest sister, Susan. Um, her, uh, you know, and her sisters are all half alien too. Um, and to go forth out of the room that she was in to see the companion that she is to mate with. Guys, you're not going to believe who the male companion was. Me! What? Yeah. Damn it. How'd you know? When she walked out of there, she saw B, and he was slumped over on the couch, and he was all caught up and bloody, and he looked like he was dead, and she had to wake him. Probably rock hard. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. He was sleeping like this. <laughs> when I open <laughs> uh, So she wakes him and, and he's going, oh, I just saw this bright light and I don't know what happened. And, uh, the aliens, they talk to me and we have to save Earth or uh, save the alien planet. God, I just sprained an eye muscle rolling my eyes so hard. Yeah. Um, so they're, you know, they're cruising along in their RV land. Um, there was these three or four books that she clearly knew were about sex and sexual positions and things like that. Um, and she talks about her ordeals with him um, and that when he was doing what he was doing, uh, she would Raping look her. up through the skylight and see the leaves on the trees and just kept saying, if I just look at the leaves, everything's going to be okay. It was really I awful. Awful and I awful. I cried there and I cried at her describing it saying it wasn't violent rape like yeah. I've heard other women talk about yeah he was very gentle yeah and I just ugh. like I'm sure in his mind that made everything okay oh that's fine um he yeah like her. she even said you know to the point where he wanted to make sure it was a pleasurable experience for her <sighs> still ugh. um it's been 35 days since she had gone missing um, and apparently they took off to Mexico. Mazatlan, Mexico. You know why? Because the age of uh, consent for marriage is 12. Yeah. I, I may need to confirm this, but I'm pretty sure the age of consent in Mississippi is 9. So I don't know why you just didn't go to Mississippi. Ew. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> So, uh, B reaches out to his brother because he's like, okay, so now we're married. So now we need to make contact and make, uh, Marianne and Bob say, okay, we're cool that you got married. Now that, now it's okay for you to have our daughter. Um, 
So he enlists his brother to contact Marianne and Bob to say, hey, you know, they're in Mexico. They're all good. They got married. They want to come back. But you have to say that it's cool for them to get married so they can get married in the States and make their marriage legal in the States. And they're like, no hard pass, which I'm like, oh, finally, you Thank guys you. took an active role. Well, and Joe, B's brother, yeah. actually does a stand up thing. He's like, no, no, no. I cannot let this go on. I'm calling the FBI. So he calls the feds and was like, no, they're in Mexico. They're in Mazatlan. They're in this area. Go get them. So they do. Yeah, yeah. Get the federales out there. Um, they were both taken to a Mexican prison where Jan talks about suddenly a, a prison guard takes her down to the basement. And it was dark, dank, and scary uh, to be cell. Weird. Hmm. hmm. Uh, B gave up a gold ring just to see his beloved. Um, and right then he's like, you can't tell anyone or you're going to, your sister's going to go blind. Your dad's going to get taken and everything is going to all go nuts. Yeah. So you can't tell anybody anything. Okay. You can't talk about the mission. I love you. I love you. I love you. You can't talk about the relaxing pills yeah. that you took. You can't talk about the aliens and you definitely can't talk about our pleasure time. Yeah. So, her parents come get her, they head back, um, and they sent the certificate back to Mexico for the annulment. Yeah. Um, (sighs) then they don't press charges. They don't press charges because, they don't press charges because Gail comes over and is like, hey, uh, if you continue forward with this, um, we're gonna bring out your dirty laundry, Marianne, because I know what you've been doing with my husband. Bob? No, no. At that time. Oh, yeah. No, they do bring up Bob's <laughs> yeah. stuff, too. Yeah. 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 So, in order to not be embarrassed, they sign away the fact that they can put B in prison for bare minimum a year because it seems like you only can get a year for raping somebody. Sorry, a little angry. Mm-hmm. Um... And they're like, well, dub, 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 yep, we're done. Yeah, they, they sign affidavits. The charges are basically, basically dropped because they just can't prosecute yeah. it. And Agent, Agent Welsh is furious. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, you guys are idiots. Um, so. They, the Brokers try to get back to normal. But Bershold is still in contact with Jan as much as possible. And Marianne. Well, yeah, and that's, we well, okay, yeah, let's just get it over with. Uh, B grooms Marianne into an affair. Yeah, full-fledged. They have a full-fledged eight-month-long affair. Uh, Bob files for divorce. Yeah. I, don't, I get it. I yeah. get it. Like, they're at a very rough spot in their marriage. Yeah. And when they do reunite, because they do, Yeah. I cried a little. Yeah. Because, God, they're dumb, but they love each other. Yeah. And, like, it's one of those true love conquers all moments for just just a hot second. Just a hot minute. Yeah. So, flash forward to 1976. Yep. Jan wants to go to, uh, where? where? Uh. Hosp- hot, hot, there, no. Well, there, 1976 was a busy year. June, um, Birchold agreed to a plea deal. Yeah. Right? For the original kidnapping charges, 45-day sentence, uh, it gets dropped down to 10 days in jail. Um, 
for good behavior. Oh, seventies. So he buys at the at the same time he he bought an amusement park, and Jan's like, "Well, I'm gonna go work there." And Bob and Marion are like, "No, no," and Jan's like, "Teenage, yeah. yes." And so she does for yeah. two weeks. B and Jan live together in the in the RV home for two weeks. Yeah. Jan gets sent home. Yeah. Thank fucking God. And then she's like, oh, fuck this. I'm out. Yeah. She, yeah. So what happened was, you know, they were like, her parents were like, no. And then she wore Marianne down and Marianne sent her. Yeah. Put her on a plane and sent her to her rapist kidnapping Technically husband. Yeah. Um, you know, and so then she's like, I want to be with him. And then if I can't be with him, I'm, you know, you'll never see me again. And she dips. She, she bounces. He she, picks her up. Yeah. Drives her to California. Well, well, we'll talk about yeah. that in a minute. <laughs> they, so how long did they wait before calling the feds this time, Krishana? Oh, three months? No, two weeks. Two weeks. Two weeks Sorry. to call <laughs> Welsh. And Welsh is like, why the fuck? Like, what? What's wrong what? with you? What? Why? Yeah. I'm Why, like, uh... where is CPS to take her away from her parents? They're not mean, but they're dumb. Like, they did make awful decisions. They made awful decisions. Yes. 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 I mean, I do get, I do get getting sucked into a point by a person's charms. Yes. But you should be past that. After he kidnapped After your child. After the first kidnapping, <laughs> I feel like, yes. Yes. You've lost, um, uh, yeah, you've lost some credit. Yeah. Uh, they, <sighs> B this whole time keeps calling Marianne and is like, have you talked to Jan? No, I haven't talked to Jan either. Or, oh yeah, I did talk to Jan today. Um, she still loves me and wants to marry me and I still want to marry her. And Marianne's just like, oh. That's, yeah. Well, and this whole time, don't forget, the FBI gave them tape recorders yeah. for their phones. So all of these phone conversations yeah. are recorded. Which is the super awesome part of this documentary. Like, you get to hear lots of crazy stuff. You do get to hear a lot of original audio. Yeah. Um, what happened? Oh, okay. So, um, Jan finally calls the parents one day. <sighs> Um, and this is all recorded too, and it's so sad, like... <laughs> the joy in Bob's voice yeah. when he realizes that Jan is on the phone. And alive. And alive, and, you know, not dead. And, and then I quickly go, because Bob's like, oh, do you still want to marry B, and does B still want to marry you? Like, yeah. I'm like, just, can what's you... wrong, dude? Yeah. Stop. Can you, okay, stop for two seconds with that. Let's just talk to your daughter. Right. Let's just talk to your daughter. Yeah. Um, so, so, yeah. This whole time, B, in his uh, RV mm-hmm. uh, trailer park living uh, life, he's up in Salt Lake City with his brother Joe selling selling cars. The, the feds are tailing him yeah. this whole time. And they notice he goes to this one phone booth. Mm-hmm. And B slips. Yep. Leaves the phone book open. There's a handwritten phone number in there. Feds track that phone number to an all-girls Catholic school in Pasadena, California, which apparently is close to Salt Lake City. I don't know Western geography, I guess. Whatever. Um, B had set Jan up at this all-girls school, telling them 
He's a CIA agent Mm -hmm. who escaped from Lebanon Mm -hmm. where his wife was killed and his daughter needs a safe school to live in. Mm -hmm. And I'll be gone during the week, but I'll come visit her on weekends. And he did. And if anyone calls or, or comes and looks for my daughter, you need to tell me because the bad guys are out there. Mm-hmm. And they want my daughter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they basically uh, arrest B. They pick up Jan. Um, uh, and while B is in jail, um, next thing you know, one night, uh, Bob's floral shop burns to the ground. Right, this is another time I cried. Yeah. Because um, all the daughters are like, I mean, the whole family was outside the shop watching this whole half block of their town burned down Mm -hmm. and Bob's just holding the girls and Marianne. It's like, let it burn. I don't care. Everything that is important to me is right here in my arms right Mm -hmm. now. I'm like, Bob, you are a good man. I swear you're a good man. Yeah. Um, so basically, uh, B had convinced two, uh, dudes that he was in jail with to go burn it down for him. Um, Jan's sitting here thinking this is, part of the punishment for not being with B and having a child. It's all my fault. Yeah, like... So, B ends up going to a mental facility. um, For six months. Yeah, to get treated. He's better now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, June of 1978, Jan talks about how she's getting a little older. Yep. She's not hearing from B as much. Yep. Isn't that weird? Mm-hmm. Um, and she gets to go to this one theater camp, like a like a five-day-long theater camp. It's mm-hmm. basically her first time unattended anywhere since yeah. her second kidnapping. Yeah. Um, And she meets this boy, and they hit it off, and they start chatting, and he buys her an ice cream, and she's like, the aliens know about this. Yeah. She goes home, back to her dorm, calls her mom. The dogs are sick that day, and she's freaking out. She's yeah. like, this is my fault. Everyone's going to die. Oh, my God. Gets up the next morning. Marianne calls her back and is like, hey, so the dogs, you know, farted it out. It's fine. They're fine now. <laughs> uh, just, they just ate something bad. Everything's fine. Yeah. And she's like, hey, and Susan's okay? And Yeah, Susan's fine. And, and Dad's still there? Yeah, your dad's fine. What's going on? Oh, nothing. Everything's fine. And it was the first time since her original kidnapping when she was like, wait, is any of this real? Right. Like, this poor girl was so utterly brainwashed yeah by B yeah that she, she was making the best decisions that she thought she could make yeah and it hurts how much she was manipulated and oh exploited. yeah yeah it's insane so um as the years go by uh Marianne and Jan they start having like real good conversations um and Marianne starts basically writing a book. Mm-hmm. Um, then they start going around and speaking um, about their whole ordeal um, to educate and make aware of well, what's happening. Hey, there's bad people out there. Um, B doesn't like this. And he starts showing up yeah. to their talks and stuff. Yeah. Um, she uh, Jan uh, takes him to court for stalking. Um, where they are next to each other for the first time. What fucking courtroom puts, like, why isn't her lawyer at least sitting in between them? Why are they just talking to each other both sitting at their tables? Thank you. That's the weird part. That was so upset. It's all recorded and you get to see it and it's it's, 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 cray cray. That part's not reenactment. That's live recorded court 
video. And I was like cheering. I was like, because yes. she, Jan was just like, if you're really sorry, you're going to stand up here and tell everybody the truth of what you did to me. Yeah. Da, 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 da. And I was like, yeah, Jan. 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 Um, so, uh, B is charged and found guilty of three felonies, um, including, you know, stalking her and all that stuff. Um, and he decides to, uh, take some pills and drink a Kahlua. Ugh, fucking course he drinks Kahlua and milk. Get the fuck out. He's so fucking gross, man. And he kills himself. I'm not sad. Good riddance to bad rubbish, I say. Um, Jan and the fam apparently don't. What's what's the oh, thing you want to so, say that's going to make again, me sad? Again, like we don't we don't normally do a lot of research, but I yeah. stumbled across this Vice article um, that was interviewing um, Sky. I don't remember the guy's last name now. Borgman. Um, what's up with the bees? Right. It's got to be a Utah thing. Yeah, Sky Borgman is the film's director, and he had this uh, interview with Vice, and they uh, brought up that Bob Broberg just passed away last year but the whole family for the first time in this documentary brought up what birch told had blackmail wise on them that information was not in the book that was not in their general public discussions that is the this documentary is the first time that information has come to light and the family at at one of the premieres that they went to was like it's awful and cathartic at the same time yeah because it's out there now yeah now now you know why right it still isn't great it's crazy but at least now the whole picture is out there oh bob and what i found what i found hilarious was apparently the one scene with uh bob and b in the car with the relieving um apparently everyone in the screenings laughs at that moment they're like you what you what Mm-hmm. You did what? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which yeah. I believe is about the time I all caps texted you, what the fuck am I watching? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it, uh, I'll try to remember to put the link to this Vice article in our, yeah. in our show notes, but, okay. um, it, it's a, re- it's a really good interview with, with, uh, Sky Borgman, the director, and just, it was a really good look at why this doc, why he wanted to make this documentary. Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This is a great documentary. Um, even, hey, Watch it and join Marianne and Bob, you're from a different time. Um, this, their things that they went through are a lot more common yeah. than anybody ever wants to say, because, you know, well, back, we, back we in the do- day, nobody wanted to talk about anything embarrassing. Divorce was still a no-no. Having a child out of wedlock was a no-no. All these things. So I understand, even though it's so frustrating and you're like why would you let this happen i get it for the time that you lived in of course uh and and jan even has this quote uh when she's giving some of the examples of uh how b groomed her um the whatever excuse b would give her for Mm -hmm. something it seemed quote it seemed plausible because what was not plausible was that this person could do anything Mm -hmm. to harm me exactly why would somebody hurt me exactly he's a good guy why would he hurt me exactly like so, even though I kind of bashed on Marianne and Bob a little bit, I, okay. it's frustrating well, because we see the whole picture now, and we live in a society where, like, don't trust anybody. We don't trust anybody. I mean, there's a reason that my favorite murder is con- 
constantly saying, fuck politeness. No, yeah. Listen to your gut. Yeah. Throw the red flags. Yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, that's why serial killers reigned a lot in the 70s, too. Because nobody fucking knew where anybody was yeah. at any given time. Yeah. Yeah. So, that's why serial killers now are... Fa- like, that one guy that just got caught uh, up in Canada that was putting the body parts in all the planters and stuff like that. Yeah. Wait, what? Well, oh, my God. Yeah, no, there was this one serial killer. This one guy liked to pick... He was a white guy, white Canadian guy, liked to pick up young Middle Eastern men, murder them bury the body parts in the different groundskeeping and, like, landscaping projects that he was hired to do. Yeah. I want to say, like, at least 12, but maybe 20-some. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Did you see that one, too? I think I sent it to you about the... That was the one I sent you, like, 5 in the morning about the serial killer who killed killers or killed bad people or whatever. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Love it. Don't be a serial killer. Don't be a pedophile. Don't be a rapist. Don't be a dick. Don't be a dick. Don't be a We need to bring back don't be a dick. Don't be a dick. 2019, don't be a dick. Speak up. Don't be a dick. Throw red flags. Yeah. Yeah. Just walk around like the referee with his little pouch of all those little flags. Just be throwing them all over the place. You can even throw a yellow flag if you're like, I'm not sure, but I want to observe, but I want it noted that I'm... Caution. Caution. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Hey, so uh, please watch Abducted in Plain Sight. Yeah. Uh, Let us know what you thought. Uh, Join us in our terror and misery. Yeah. Um, If you've seen a documentary that you think we would like, let us know. Yeah, do that. What's in the queue at Uh gmail.com. And uh, yeah, you ready to get out here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. right. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.